Welcome to the podcast where I write down and discuss all my random, crazy, funny, serious, or bitchy thoughts of the week and put them through the juicer. Because it's getting juicy with me, peaches and cream. That was smooth, but if you're watching on YouTube, it's because you know I was holding my phone. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Okay. I have a lot in store today, and I am really excited for this, okay? I didn't want to exactly wait until the very last week of February to do this, but I wanted to think of what I could do for Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, everybody. And I just decided to write down influential people to me that happen to be Black. And I wrote down some of their achievements that I'm going to list off. And I'm, I didn't know how long this would take, so I have four prepared. And maybe I will just mention some people off the top of my head too as I go along, because um, I just didn't want to see. I just didn't want it to seem like I was talking about these people, or a small amount of people, or just bringing up two people just because it's Black History Month. This was something that I thought of, and I like really like this idea. So I am going to do this. So one of the people that really inspire me. I, oh my gosh, my bracelet. Bitch, stay on with my fat ass wrist. Click together. Okay. So, this Black History Month, the first person that I am going to discuss that inspires me and happens to be black is Lizzo. I would kind of be like a stupid ass bitch if I didn't bring up Lizzo at, like, at all, ever, even if it was Black History Month or not, because I use her music for my podcast all the time. So I want to first talk about a Lizzo's, some of Lizzo's career and her accomplishments, and then I want to discuss how she inspires me. Her first album debuted in 2012, Due Process and Product. Her second album, Lizzo Bangers, was in 2013. Her third album, Big Girl, Small World, was in 2015. And her fourth and breakout album, and her most current album, is because I Love You, which was released in 2019, which was like Lizzo's breakout year. She was everywhere and was being discussed more than she really was in her career before and broke into, I hate using the word mainstream, but she broke into the mainstream and the pop culture world and the celebrity world and all that. I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> she has two EPs, Coconut Oil in, from 2016 and Third Ward Bounce from 2018. She had won three Emmys in 2020, Best Pop Solo Performance, Traditional R&B Performance, and Urban Contemporary Artist. Bitch, three in one year. I'm not like a huge award show watcher, but to me that seems badass, three in a year. That's four seasons, you almost got one per season. <laughs> I don't know how it works. She won BET's Best Female R&B Slash Pop Artist. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a year for that. Oh, gosh. Damn it. And I just thought it would be cool to write down her top three Spotify songs at the moment are Truth Hurts, Juice, and Good As Hell featuring Ariana Grande. All songs I fucking love. I love Lizzo's music. And these these are just some of the many accomplishments of Lizzo that I was able to find. Um, I didn't want to ramble too much,
But I wanted to find some really good things that she did. And she did a lot of good shit. I just, like, the frequency in which she's been releasing music, I really like. Because, to me, it just seems a lot sooner. Like, some artists do decades. Some artists do every five years. Some artists really, really make people wait for their music. And I just like how frequent Lizzo comes out with her music. I love her messages in all of her different music, too. She brought a lot of body positivity at a time when there really wasn't. Um, I don't think people realize how, I don't know, maybe they do and they don't care. I don't know. It just seems like people don't realize how um, skinny-based the world is. Um, and Lizzo brought a lot of body positivity about that. But she also mentioned that you can love yourself while you still work on yourself. And that's the first time I heard that. And I'm like, oh, right. Because I was always like, well, I, how can I love myself if I'm not? You have to, honey. Okay? I'm not going to go into all the depth of that right now because I'm talking about Lizzo. But I also am inspired by Lizzo because of her performance aspect. Because um, I love my father, but my father is one of these people. And it's that old um, mindset that he has that bigger people can't do certain things. Like, and that may be the case for certain things, I guess, if you really want to, like, nitpick like that. But the way Lizzo dances, the way she sings, the way she has breath control, and the way that she freely expresses herself, dressing in a way that a lot of people don't think that a big person should be dressing, even though it's not that big of a deal, you know, but I'm going to be bringing it up because it is a big deal to some people when it, sh it shouldn't be. It should just be like a fun thing. Like, I don't ever remember hearing thin artists giving shit for the way that they dress. You know what I mean? It's dance costumes that any other dancer would be wearing. I think Pierce Morgan was the one who came after Lizzo. And Lizzo is proof, proof that some people are just built larger than life and absolutely fabulously, extraordinarily everything. And she's such a funny person, such a proud individual. And just hearing Lizzo's music, seeing Lizzo on TV or on my Facebook or anywhere, it just brings instant joy to me. And she's truly inspiring because of all of that, you know? Hearing Juice by Lizzo, like, I felt it in my soul. I felt it in my soul. And it really, it came out the year I started performing. And it truly was one of the biggest reasons why I started performing. I couldn't perform it. I could perform the clean version. But all the other fun cuss words are taken out. But um, if I'm lip syncing it, I'll do a cute part where I'd like cover my mouth or I don't say, you know what I mean? Like, y'all get it. But I just, that song, like, her vocals are real. That's why I really enjoy it. It's not like this out of this world, phenom out of this world phenomenon because they ran it through a machine, sis. Um, and that's another reason why I love Lizzo. And I, I hope I discussed enough about Lizzo. I hope that this just isn't... I'm doing this for the love of my heart of these people. I just... For Black History Month. 
and I just don't want it to seem like I'm, what is that virtue signaling? That's a thing I learned recently. And um, yeah, and I just also wanted to bring up real quick because I just didn't want to write down too many people and have me rambling on too long. Just I also wanted to mention real quick, I didn't write down um, things for Monet Exchange, but I did want to mention that another huge thing that inspired me to start performing and just like, you know when you see something and it just, your soul, honey, it gets filled, it makes you happy, you feel hope, you feel inspired. That's how I felt when I listened to Monet Exchange's EP, Unapologetically. Ugh. And the music video to go with it. Ugh. It's so, oof, just so amazing. And Monet Exchange as a drag queen really inspired me too. I love her aesthetic and her style. The next person I have written down and I did a lot of research on this person is, and this person was everywhere when I was growing up and is a queer advocate, a father of queer children, Will Smith, bitch, I don't know a motherfucker out there that doesn't like Will Smith and you got either a problem with you, you don't. And that's probably the truth about Lizzo too. Like just wholesome individuals that bring positivity and goodness to the world. Um, Will Smith, and this is all from research I did, and if none of this is true, I want to apologize firsthand. Will Smith became a millionaire before the age of 18, and I think that is absolutely amazing for a black man in America. He has starred in at least 49 movies, including Shark Tales, Men in Black, Aladdin, I Am Legend, Ollie, bitch, so many movies. Um, he won BET's Best Actor Award for Hancock and Seven Pounds in 2009 and for Ollie in 2002. He got an NAACP Award for Outstanding Literary Work for his children's book, Just the Two of Us, from 2002, which, well, the award is for 2002. And for Seven Pounds... He won another NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture in 2009. And based off of my research, Will Smith has created over a dozen crossword puzzles and word searches. Because if you look under his um, bibliography, and this is under multiple websites I looked at, they have tons of word searches listed with him. If that's not true, then my bad, but I know for a fact that he has written a child's book, Just the Two of Us, which is about a father and their child in 2001. He wrote The Soul Master, which is a sci-fi book in 2010. And he wrote a self-help book, You Were Born to Win, in 2014. And even though not many people liked the movie Wild Wild West, I did. He actually apologized for it, and I'm like, why'd you apologize? I didn't want to get into that too much, because this isn't about that. This is about his accomplishments, and how he inspires me. He got an NAACP Image Award for music, for best music video for Wild Wild West. <laughs> and a lot of people don't like that music. A lot of people don't like that movie, but I actually enjoyed that movie. He got 
the NAACP Image Award for Entertainer of the Year in 1999 and the NAACP Music Video Award in 1999 for just the two of us. I never remember hearing Will Smith in bad light. I just always remember him being a strong-minded individual, a very open individual, a very smart, good actor. Ugh. His acting, bitch. That's why he's in over 49 movies, like truly. And just as a father, to be inclusive to your children like that, from my knowledge, from the jump, he was. You know what I mean? And there were times where I didn't know if I was able to come out. And it just seems like Will Smith, there was like no problem with that. I'm not sure I'm not in his family. You know what I mean? But it just really seemed like he had open arms for his children when they came out. And he's just strong. Just strong is the word that I would choose for Will Smith. He's a phenomenal man. Truly inspirational. Truly, 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 truly. Next up, honey. Oh, wait. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll back over to the music world. Even though Will Smith does have a music career. RuPaul, mama. Okay, RuPaul. Another person that I would feel really stupid for not mentioning, like Lizzo. You ready for this list, honey? This is a list I kind of put together myself a little bit. I'll, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. Okay. She has won 19 Emmys in total. Eight primetime Emmy Awards just from the start of Drag Race. RuPaul has released 12 studio albums, 4 soundtrack albums, 5 remix albums, 6 compilation albums, 11 EPs, which are electronic playlists, 45 singles, 42 music videos, and 13 promotional albums. RuPaul was one of America's first openly gay talk show hosts. And probably the first drag queen to have a talk show, The RuPaul Show, which aired in 1996, and it had 100 episodes. And, you know, there was even a 100th episode of RuPaul's Drag Race back in season 8. So that technically means RuPaul has appeared over 200 times in drag on television, at least. And that does not include other versions of Drag Race. That does not include interviews, Saturday Night Live, music videos, VH1, MTV, well, some V, well, VH1, duh. But I mean, oh, girl, that time she was on, <laughs> this is shady. This is supposed to be positive. I'm going to say that time she was on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on. Or was that Project Runway? I can't remember. <laughs> this is supposed to be a good list. She also starred in Netflix's AJ and the Queen, being the first drag queen to star in a Netflix series. And she has won four Emmys back-to-back -back for Most Outstanding Reality Show Host, which, girl, Mama is putting in the work, honey. Same with Will Smith. Truly inspirations. RuPaul really inspires my drag because, in a way, she was like, my drag mother and uh, 
like a lot of the stuff she says on Drag Race, on any video I was able to find of her on YouTube, like I really soaked in what she was saying. Then she started saying some stuff that wasn't that great. Y'all understand what that was. But I'm really hoping now, with the most recent seasons of Drag Race, she's going to be um, realizing that maybe she was a little bit negative then. And, like, talking about people, like, poorly over reasons that are unnecessary. You shouldn't be. I feel like if it wasn't for RuPaul or RuPaul's Drag Race, my drag would be fucking shit <laughs> i feel like without drag race drag queens would have eventually found youtube but the, we wouldn't have been we would have been little weirdos on the internet <laughs> rupaul broke the ground back in the 90s and then right when people were like oh okay yeah drag she said no you're gonna watch this fabulous ass tv show honey and you're gonna love me all over again <laughs> She, willpower, that is the word for RuPaul, honey, just fierce, like, glamazon. RuPaul is such a unique, one-of-a-kind individual, and will go down in herstory. Ding! As, like, one of the most groundbreaking trailblazers in queer history. And she is an inspiration. Oh gosh, I didn't even get into her whole film career. And like TV career. But Mama has done so much. And it's hard for me to list every single accomplishment of these people. But these are all people I love so much. And they inspire me so much. So let's move on. I also wanted to mention real quick. I didn't write down and do any achievements or accomplishments that Eddie Murphy was able to make over time um but i just wanted to mention him real quick because a lot of his movies were in my life growing up he's dr doolittle okay you can't tell me no different there may be an, an earlier dr doolittle but that's dr doolittle um <laughs> i can't believe i'm forgetting the movie oh my gosh i can't believe i'm forgetting the movie oh my goodness where he plays his whole family. I know that he usually always does. But he's the scientist. Uh, which one was that? I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name of that. That movie, I that oh, that was on so much up at my grandparents' house on Sunday. Um, another Eddie Murphy movie was Norman. <laughs> so good. Um but yeah, I just wanted to mention Eddie Murphy real quickly. Um, Monique, I was going to write down some lists, I mean, some accomplishments on a list, and then talk about how she inspired me. But she was a groundbreaking black comedian, especially being plus size. Like, if you aren't a bigger person, you might not realize how much of a struggle that could be sometimes. Um, so I just wanted to mention her too. Her, um, she did a comedy stand-up at Ohio's Women Prison, and I am so obsessed with it. I love it so much. I want to go back and rewatch it. I love rewatching old stand-up sometimes. It's been a minute, though. Oh, my gosh, it's been a minute. And I also loved her Queen of Comedies, 
Uh, that right here I have do 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 Queen Latifah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I love her so much. Just thinking another person that is like, if the word, if you look up the word joy in the dictionary, it's a picture of Queen Latifah. She just brings joy when you think of her. I just, when I'm having a bad day, I want to sit down and talk to Queen Latifah. She's an award-winning rapper, singer, music producer, entrepreneur, and actress. And one of the first female artists, oh, excuse me, one of the first female rap artists to catch music industry's attention. She has one compilation album and seven studio albums. Her debut album released in 1989. All hail the queen and we will, mama. We will. Bitch, I will. Hosted the Queen Latifah show from 1999 to 2001. And from 2013 to 2016, she started living single from 1993 to 1998, which is such a huge show, a part of my childhood. It ended the year before I came out, but the rerun, the the reruns, the reruns were on the whole time I was growing up, and I love how oh, I rewatched it so much. She won people's. Blip. She won the People's Choice Award for Favorite New Talk Show in 2015. She has a new show coming out in 2021 called The Equalizer. I think it already aired in February, which is about a ex-military specialist who is like a guardian-type angel. She won a prestigious Grammy Award for the first time for her 1995 single, Unity. Which, in 1993, she released Black Rain. This album was heavily inspired by... I can't read my writing, I'm sorry. This album was heavily inspired by jazz and reggae. The single Unity, which I just mentioned, was the hugest hit. It was about her reigning over her hard times and about black people reigning over their oppressors. And it got her her first Grammy, like I mentioned. Her most acclaimed film role is from the hit musical Chicago, which was in 2002. This film received Academy Award for Best Picture. Queen Latifah also won a Sammy Davis Jr. Award for Entertainer of the Year. She is also a talk show host, like I mentioned, and it is noted that she is also a model. And Queen Latifah is very inspiring because she is like the total package. She touches comedy she touches drama she's beautiful but she could get like messy down and dirty too with a lot of stuff Ugh. queen latifah another movie of queen latifah's is beauty shop a lot of people aren't a fan of taxi but it's a notable queen latifah movie that i've seen a lot of she's in the ice age movies i watched beauty shop so much so much, honey. Like, so much. <laughs> it's time again. It is time again to watch it. It's been so long. You ever watch something so much that you then have to take a break from it? <laughs> That's how I was with the movie Beauty Shop. That's how I was with Living Single. Queen Latifah is a person that you want to get to know. And I think that's why she inspires me. Because you aspire to be 
like somebody that is that extraordinary, you know? And she touches all, she does a little bit of everything. I love that. I would love to be able to accomplish that, honey. She is such a talented woman and talent is the word that I would pick for Queen Latifah. Talent and like, God, like just so amazing. God is amazing, stunning, everything. <laughs> She was nicknamed Latifa by one of her cousins, which is an Arabic word for delicate and sensitive. Yeah, that was just a little thing I forgot to mention that I noticed on my paper. <laughs> so those are just a few of the many people that inspire me so much that happen to be black. So I decided to discuss, discuss Oh my gosh. So I decided to discuss them for Black History Month. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a good segue for this segment. I just kind of started everything. But yeah, I wanted to do this first because this is important. So now back to our regularly scheduled program. Let's take a break. Yeah, I don't know what I'll do here. <laughs> I don't have segues. I don't know about my ad. I have to get that uploaded. Ugh, okay, I'm a mess right now. I truly am a mess today. So I would like to apologize if that was messy bad um and if i got facts wrong i am just trying my best oh my god i'm such a mess okay we are back we we are back to talk about talk talk about all the random shit ra random shit that come out of, of my mouth oh yeah it's getting juicy <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> Well, if y'all are still listening. <laughs> oh, oh my God. This episode is so bad. It just seems bad because I'm so rambled today and all over the place, honey. So I wrote this down. I'm really busy. Oh my gosh. Speak, speak, speak. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. H-I-J-K, elemental P. Okay. I'm writing this literally after filming, getting juicy, and I realize my anxiety sometimes give me a little bit more of stage fright before I record. Oh, girl, that happened today, too. I know it always happens before I post videos, anything. A photo of myself in drag, just something of a funny status. Yesterday, when I was having a hard time and feeling like I was worthless, I even was like, if I post this, nobody's going to give a fuck. It's anxiety will get you, gal. You got to get you. And after I get done filming, I'm just always really excitable. And I just want to keep filming and keep doing it after. And I need to remember that when I'm getting ready to film, how much fun I have filming and how I feel after. I don't always feel that great. Like today, I'm going to probably feel like this was a mess just because I can't be concise and clear today. Girl, screeching halt, I can't eat rice without getting some in my nose. <laughs> Does anybody else have this problem? And as I was sitting down eating that rice that was coming out my nose, <laughs> I wrote down to talk about all the different games I used to play on the computer as a kid. There's this one website, I can't remember if it was called Nick 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 
Psychotropicon, Neapolitan, Necro, because Necro, that's not right, honey, because I play Skyrim and there's Necro, like, Philios, and they're like people who bring people back to life. And I know in the real world that a necrophiliac is somebody that has sex with dead people. But Neopo I don't think it was called Neapolitan. Girl, let me just talk about it before this gets too weird. <laughs> I think we're already there. I used to play this, go to this website and play tons of games. But this one game I used to play was called Cut the Ice, where you would have to slice through ice to save Vikings from a boat. I used to play tons of games on Disney's website, like Lilo and Stitch, where you have to play as experiment. Girl, don't even try to know the experiment's number. The sandwich making experiment. You have to play as him and collect all the sandwich slices, lettuce, tomato, ham, that weird Cadet Kelly one where you were like running or racehorsing. Y'all remember that one? Then there was that Dora game on Nickelodeon's website where you, like, it was like Grand Theft Auto Dora. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, I can't remember this website. I can't remember how to find this game. But when I was a kid, when I was old enough to, like, really understand computers and start playing on them, I was playing this one website, and I can't remember. It was almost like these kids in the neighborhood were setting up a business and you got to pick the business you were running. You got to have, like, a pet place where you, like, bathed pets and sold pets. You got to have a candy shop or a sports shop. And it just showed the layout of the store as you went around fixing problems, selling stuff. There was one where you could make, like, cotton candy, candy bars, cookies. Like, does anybody remember this game? Like, I talk about this often to people who are around my age and nobody remembers any of these games and I am trying my hardest to find them. <laughs> On that other um, Nico Propotron Neapolitan Necromancy <laughs> website. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> don't say don't say Necropsy website in one sentence together, honey. <laughs> there is this other game that I used to play where you were cactuses? doing one of those pump trains and you had to pump to safety <laughs> these computer games when i like started growing up more wasn't that into like playing outside too much i was getting bored with all the stuff that i used to do outside all the time i would then find these websites and play all these games and they're just such a fond memory in my head I would get in trouble for them, though, because my dad did try saying that they messed up the computer, which I think they did a little bit, but I think what everybody else was doing in the house also had something to do with the computer not working. I was always targeted out, though. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of being younger, you know, I used to be a baby. And <laughs> that's my best segue into this next topic. I hate, I hate it. I hate this so much. When a parent has a child, like, a child that doesn't speak, like, a little baby toddler. And the person's leaving. And they're like, okay, bye, everybody, bye. 
And then they take the baby around. Like, I know it's important to, like, have social interactions with babies. But you're all, like, the parents all, like, say bye with their baby, like, just up in their face. And you have to, like, act stupid, slightly bend your knees to get to the baby's eye level. You tilt your head a little bit. And you're like, bye-bye with that, like, op- like all fingers connected, open-handed, touching your palm. Like, bye-bye. Like, I cannot stand that. Like, I know you have to, like, say bye to the kid. But half the time, the kid is just staring back at you like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I hate it so much. Uh, just be like, bye, and that's it. Oh, yeah, I just did it. See, it's like ingrained in people. Uh, yo, dude, bye. <laughs> yo, peace, baby. <laughs> Literally. Whoa, don't knock my Himalayan salt lamp over. Okay. <laughs> peace out, baby. Literally. <laughs> Something that comes up so much on my Facebook is TLC. A Thousand Pound Sisters, which is a real show. My 600-pound life, my big, fat, fabulous life, and I just feel like being fat is a joke for television. I, like, everybody loves these shows, but these shows, to me, exploit these people for entertainment. Do you really, really think TLC wants the thousand pound sisters to be the 300 pound sisters or the, I don't know I'm trying to think of a good weight for two of them to be the one I guess 150 is an okay weight 150 could be very thin for some people if depending on your height and everything but yeah I don't think TLC wants them to be the 300 pound sisters you know what I mean it just seems like it just it seems like being fat is a joke for television. Maybe not all networks, but some networks grab it and run with it. Drag it around with like a dog, like a with a toy, honey. It's it's brutal sometimes. And sometimes I watch these shows and I feel, oh gosh, this is getting rough. I feel bad for them because of the way that they put these shows together. Oh, God, it's it's a tricky thing to talk about. I hope people understand where I'm coming from because I just want to see the best for them. And if they are happy, then that's good. But I don't want them to be sacrificing their health because they think it's good entertainment television. Do you know what I mean? And it just doesn't seem like the people that are being exploited how I'm feeling aren't aren't getting like oh my god this is like the worst saying I just thought of it they aren't getting their just desserts which is like the most fucked up thing to say when you're talking about people doing weight loss stuff but yeah like it seemed like for big fat fabulous life she was really trying to lose weight and then she realized she could be successful while being fat so she stopped trying to lose weight. I don't think that you should settle that. Like, if I, like, like, me, you really think I'm going to stay being fat just because I'm peaches? No. No. And that's not healthy to do that. Ooh, girl, no, ma'am. And that's why I'm not a fan of these TV shows. 
I like Biggest Loser because they are trying to help people, even though like they're it's entertainment, honey. You know, and I would love for Biggest Loser to come back because honey, get me on Biggest Loser, okay? Okay, they could have all. I and let me tell you something about Biggest Loser. Let me tell you a thing or two about a thing or two. That's like my catchphrase. You don't kick these people off, honey. You don't kick them off. If anything, okay. Bob, Dylan, Meg, and Aaliyah. Bob, Dylan, Meg, and Aaliyah. Get up on the scale. Bob is the least. Don't send Bob home. Next week, when they all do their workout, or whatever the challenge is, Bob does, I don't know, I don't know workout stuff. 30 minutes to an hour longer than everybody else. No, no, not an hour. We're not trying to kill Bob. But you know what I mean? You have to, you can't say, like, you didn't lose enough weight, so fuck you, go home. That's, no, that's not healthy. I don't think that that's right. I don't think that that's good because I wouldn't be encouraged to keep going. And a lot of the times, you see the people aren't encouraged to keep going. The last season of, um, the last season of Biggest Loser, there was a woman who went home early. And it just seemed like, if you watch the season, you may know who I'm talking about. She went home second. It seemed like she gave up after going home and just put on more weight. Because when they showed her how she looked now, she either looked like she was bigger because of what she was wearing, or her weight loss wasn't showing. And I know that this is a very touchy subject, honey, but I've lost 60 pounds. I was so big that I was getting to the point I was struggling to wrap my arms around myself, reach for things. And that's when I was like, no, something has to change. This is being really a problem, you know, a really big problem. For the way that I, for the cadence that I speak and the way that I act and just who I am in general, I would rather be annoying undermined by people because like I'm all airy and floaty doty and looked at as a bimbo then be dead on the camera girl like looking like a tree or a brick in a wig honey just sitting there no 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 not even a tree because the breeze comes by and a tree moves some bitches don't even do that <laughs> honey I would rather be quirky kooky weird annoying even then be like an anchor on a boat. Bitch, I'm the boat rocking in the waves, two in my horn, and you're the anchor, sweetie, just hanging in the back all quiet. And when I need you to hold me in place, you will. Ooh, I'm reading today. Ooh. <laughs> read them, honey. It's a filth. And speaking of reading, speaking of reading, speaking of reading, who leaves magazines or books in a bathroom i do not want your shitty poopy paper when i'm in the bathroom ew that i cannot imagine leaving books in a bathroom Ugh, not me sis breaking news alert breaking is there like a news sound I know that that's like in Willem and Alaska's podcast, but this is news, honey. This is tea, as we call it. <laughs> I can't remember if it was during the social media challenge, 
or if it was during her lip sync. But on the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Simone was either in the bottom or during her social media challenge. She did the WAP dance where you like hump the ground and then hammer, not hammer, you like knock the ground like you're entering a door as you like hump it. And I heard Drag Race wasn't affected by COVID restrictions. So that makes me think that Drag Race was filmed in June like it normally was. And that means that the WAP music video came out after, but was that dance popular before WAP came out? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Watch me just be wrong and like, and like when she was doing that move, they zoomed in so you couldn't see her doing it fully. But I knew what she was doing, honey. I can clock a good WAP, WAP dance. Trust me. When Kayla was my guest, we were doing the WAP dance all the, all the, the whole time we were hanging out after. <laughs> we filmed my um, Turkish candy Q&A. And speaking of Kayla, I had posted yesterday on my Twitter and my Facebook that, you know, I said, don't get a twisted mom. I may have forced myself to post a video today, but it's still one of those days I'm feeling worthless and I don't like myself. It really was one of those days. I just woke up feeling like that. My anxiety and stress was taken over and Kayla saw that I posted that and she fucking, oh my gosh, I got a message saying hi and I'm like, hi. And she's like, come outside. She brought me peace tea in the flavor peach. She brought me peach rings. She brought me those those other little gummy peach fruits. She brought me a new cream-stuffed fruity Twizzler that tastes like uh, fruity roll-ups. And she brought me peanut butter M&Ms. She completely derailed my negative thoughts, my negative mood. She completely saved my day yesterday. And I just want to thank her so much here on the podcast, too, because I love her so much. She brings so much joy to me. And I want to have her on the podcast soon. She hasn't been able to film with me because of how busy she has been. But also, honey, let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you a thing or two about her thing or two. I let social anxiety hold me back so much. There are so many people I want to ask to be on this, but I don't. Kayla is my friend from middle school. And I still have a hard time asking her to hang out or be in videos because I feel like an annoying bother and not worth people's time some of the times and I'm slowly getting past that because I'm kind of realizing there's nothing wrong with me at least like like you know how normal like air quote normal people like to tell you there's something wrong with you there isn't I'm just unique different eccentric (laughs) so yeah and I used to try to like push that aside but I'm just like going back to who I was before I put myself in a box and sort of like, oh, I'm not allowed to act this way because of this. And I'm like, no, fuck society standards. I'm acting how I've always acted and was told it was wrong. Because it's not, it's just quirky, silly personality traits, honey. (laughs) My camera's about to die, so I don't know if I've discussed enough stuff this podcast. 
I hope that this was funny enough. I was kind of ranting and bitching today. We'll see what happens. I feel very, ah, I feel very off. Oh no. Okay, did I do everything I needed to? I have a new outro that I'm hopefully going to be able to put at the end of the podcast this time. It's still another Lizzo song. So I want to thank you all for listening to Getting Juicy. I use Anchor to create my podcast. You can find the video for Getting Juicy and my other content on my YouTube at Peaches, Spacebar, E-N, apostrophe, C-R-E-A-M. You can follow me at Instagram at Peaches underscore C-R-E-A-M, no apostrophe, because they don't give you one of those. And I want to thank you all for listening. Bye. Now walk your fine ass out that door. Bye.